Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 13. And I say it that way because today's guest uh, is someone that I've wanted to have on since the inception of the podcast, and that's my friend Anthony Corelli, uh, who you might know better as WWE superstar Santino Marella. So I met Anthony a few years ago uh, while training at his facility, Battle Arts Academy in Mississauga. So uh, yeah, we got together and and, uh, talked about his current endeavors and his experiences in WWE. Uh, we you can hear we had the Leafs game on in the background. It was that that night where the the Leafs, the Jays, the Raptors, and TFC were all playing in the same night, and in typical Toronto fashion, they all lost except for um, the Raptors, which was actually the only non do or die game. But you know we we had wrapped up before the the disappointing comeback, so we were still in a good mood. Uh, Anthony, you can still uh, you can still catch him at uh, many of the indie shows, uh, his own pro uh, battle arts pro wrestling shows, the Destiny wrestling shows, and even Impact now. Now that they're recording out of Toronto, you can also catch Anthony on Aftermath on Sportsnet 360 before and after Raw and SmackDown. And Anthony actually now has a new show on Twitch called Behind the Lights. So check that out as well. Before we get into the interview, one other quick thing. A few of you were asking about the blog post I mentioned a couple episodes ago about my experiences in India. Work got really busy and it was mostly written. It just took me a while to kind of piece it together. But that is now live. You can check it out on the Adamantium on Tumblr or you can get it directly from the website, which is theadamantium.com. And don't forget to stay up to date with the Adamantium. We've got some really cool music interviews coming up and uh, we might have some swag available soon so uh, give us a follow on social media you can uh, follow the adamantium on instagram at the adamantium on facebook at the adamantium podcast and on twitter at adam r harrison so without any more delay let's get into the podcast this is episode number 13 featuring santino marella you're listening to the Adamantium Podcast, yeah? All right, thank you, Anthony Corelli, for coming on the show. My pleasure. Uh, <clears throat> you and I met a few years back at Battle Arts. Um, so I wanted to start about because I, th- I think Battle Arts seems to be you're doing so many things right now, but it, Battle Arts seems to be the main focus at the moment. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, now Battle Arts has gotten to a point where I can kind of look elsewhere and continue to do the things I like to do because it's it is stabilized, you know, with regards to a new business getting off the ground, you know. Um, all the programs are doing well. <clears throat> it, Battle Arts is like eight different things in one you know it's a judo club that's a business in and itself it's a boxing club a wrestling club it's a professional wrestling school it's a gym it's you know personal training studios team training studios it's uh, we have after school programs we have senior programs it's it's so much actually when I stop and look sometimes but um, yeah, now now I get to do the things I like, you know, some commentary on, on uh, Sportsnet mm-hmm. uh, and start some projects with the Fight Network and, and the Twitch platform and Impact Wrestling. I get to go away on weekends and do, you know, be a coach for my judo athletes, do some seminars for professional wrestling, all the stuff I like, you know, MMA, pro wrestling, grappling. So somehow I've managed to organize it. So I, I, I'm now it's playtime. 
All the hard work has been done. Excellent, excellent. And when I, um, I mean, I know because because I went there, but for the listeners, how can you describe what makes battle arts different from, say, another? What battle arts style is different from a different wrestling school, or even just WWE style? Yeah, I mean, the gap is is definitely narrowing. <clears throat> When I started doing professional wrestling, you know, my, my intention was to wrestle kind of like I, like my favorites would have been Dynamite Kid and Dean Malenko and Owen Hart and guys like that. And then Technical wrestlers, yeah, yeah and, and and that's how we did start. And then when we went to Japan, because I did like several indie matches, and I realized at the time in Ontario, I felt nothing was happening here. No one was looking for me. Um, I was 29 years old, so I didn't have time to waste. So the only connection we had at the time was um, in Japan so I packed up and, and just my goal was to go there and do well enough over there over the next couple years that um, I would be recruited back to North America because you know the word would get back right and when I went there we found this battle art style and I was just like yes this is what it's supposed to be like this is because when they came out and said it's sports entertainment um it was, it was around the time that, you know, kind of, I guess, Lucha style kind of made its way into North American mainstream. Actually, sorry, that's that's not the case because I've seen some old footage of some pretty acrobatic stuff. But I guess there was a resurgence of acrobatic stuff. And I, I just felt personally that there was a bit of a disconnect. Like, how can we really try and tell people or, or, or make them suspend their disbelief if we're doing stuff that is, you know, because now, now people are savvy. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're watching UFC, they're watching Pride Fighting, they know what real is. So it's, it's really hard to, 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 to wrestle in the, in, in the kind of WWE North American manner and really, really, really get the highest form of uh, disbelief suspension. When you watch somebody, um, uh, if you watch fans of, let's say, soccer in the World Cup, and their team scores a goal. They go ballistic. Mm-hmm. It's a very different... Watch our Toronto Maple Leaf fans. When they mm-hmm. score, they're convulsing and shaking and screaming. And in wrestling, these days, they kind of cheer and they say, oh, ooh, I'm surprised they, they chose him to win. But, you know, that's, that's not our objective. Right. So when I started wrestling, they told me, and I accepted the mission, um, my objective is to make them suspend their disbelief. So then, shouldn't it look as realistic as possible? And battle arts was a, such a very realistic uh, style. And in that, it's very emotional when you really, really believe. I tell, I tell students lately, I've got really good analogies. You know, you're watching a, a scary movie and the vampire is behind the door and the guy's slowly opening the door and you're like, no, no, don't open the door. And all of a sudden, the, a microphone boom kind of falls into shot. And you're right. like, oh, man. It takes you out of it. Just ruined it. So, you know, you can have this awesome wrestling match and all of a sudden you slap your leg really obvious and just... Whether it's conscious or subconsciously, you're going to realize that, ah, man, you know, the microphone just fell into the shot. Right. Gotcha. So, and because of the growth of, of MMA, I knew there would be a convergence um, and, a, and a meshing of the two. And mm-hmm. we, we called it back in, gosh, 2004. And sure enough, it's happening right now, you know, with Ronda Rousey and the styles mm-hmm. of... You know, Shinsuke Nakamura, Asuka, yeah. all this realistic stuff. 
uh, and that British strong style that's over mm-hmm. there. Guys are wrestling and suplexing, and you know, really just it, it's high quality wrestling. And, and people know now what a triangle choke is. And I remember I had a dark match one time with Jamie Noble, and I put on a, a side triangle choke, and like the audience thought it was just a head scissors. So when the ref stopped the match, it was kind of like quiet. And everyone was like, what the hell, what happened? Why did he tap to a head scissors? So, the, you know, they, they weren't educated right. yet. Um, but now they are. I remember when I was there, there was, uh, Yuki told me to watch one of his matches. Yeah. And if I didn't know, I would have thought it was was, was real. You know? Yeah. If I didn't know any better, and it was. And one thing that I, I dropped my jaw when he said was he told me that whenever he had a big fight... He would tie up all his loose ends before he went to to have his match. And, like, yeah, legal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like he would say his goodbyes to the people he liked or whatever. You know, he would make sure he didn't leave any. <laughs> t- awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, to think of that, you know, it's just you know, you have to really love your art. Yeah, when I went to Battle Arts, I started having some matches there. It, it's it's a big fight feel. Yeah, and the tension in the air is like you're at a UFC. It's, yeah. not, it's not like a pro wrestling event. And it's the subtle things. Like you come out, you meet your opponent, you kind of awkwardly, like all the fighters line up in the in the, number, um, in the first two fighters, second two fighters. Mm-hmm. So the red corner and, and, and blue corner kind of stand in single file lines opposite the guy you're going to fight. And just even that, like, oh my God, they're in the same ring together. They're not even looking at each other because, and this is one, one thing Toy said, you know, with uh, Mr. Inoki, it's okay to look nervous and it's okay to look like you're battling some fears and, and that's what's going to make people just suck right into your emotions in mm-hmm. your face and, and um, I love that if you watch guys come to the UFC like they're, they're yeah they're nervous as hell they're ready mm-hmm. they're nervous and you're just fixated on them today I actually just today I watched the Bruno documentary right yeah and um, when he would come in during it was the same thing he came yeah. in a little bit nervous very minimal one wave to the audience but he was proceeded to warm up yeah and focus and that's all you need to do and he's you know now it's pyro and backflips and yeah I, I get it it's a spectacle yeah yeah I saw some Bruno footage recently too it was a cage match which is you know obviously pro wrestling but the way he just went after as soon as he got in the ring as soon as it, the way he went after and threw the guy around the ring like it was no wonder people thought pro wrestling was was real for the longest time oh yeah it, it was the original prize fighting I yeah. mean and this is coming from me right a guy who was very um, unbelievable you know cobra moves and right, hip right. tosses and all that stuff but you know that was the task I was given so right. I obviously did the best I could with that role because hey he, you want to stay it. there and you want to be there Right, well, as long as you can. If, I mean that in, in that case, it's, almost, it's like being in a movie, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, you're not going to say no to <laughs> to the boss. Yeah, and and, yeah. I tell, and and it's funny because there's a lot of guys that still somehow care about winning and losing. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of you know their their perceived stock value and right. all that kind of stuff, but it's like getting a huge movie, but you're the villain that dies in the end, and and, and you're upset. Right. It's yeah. a huge. That's it's incredible. Yeah, you're in the movie. Um, you mentioned that uh, or how, how battle arts has grown or the gym has grown um, do you see it I mean even the Don Colo Arena and the shows you're hosting there the, the production value from when it started to what you guys have going on there now now you're hosting Impact uh, and stuff like that where, where do you see it coming next or going next 
I would like her to personally just stay just steady as she goes you know okay. um, having these impact shows here on the Twitch platform is awesome it's nice to see the arena kind of just reaching its full potential and you know and it can really 500 people is pretty pretty comfortable now mm-hmm. but you know it's not made for for, for a massive more than that yeah. yeah so if you know if, if 500 people is a good number for a promoter and they can make money off that uh, then you know, absolutely, it's a great venue. It's awesome for for well, boxing. It's so it's close to the action too, you know. Yeah, Guten does not a bad seat in the house, and it's very functional in terms of the washrooms and the entrance and everything. Lots of parking, so it's a it's a good facility. It's funny. It's it ended up being like the 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 unexpected kind of byproduct of the gym. Yeah. And now I'm thinking like, man, maybe just building a thousand person arena would be a right. Yeah, would be pretty, pretty good little business. Yeah. Well, I noticed. I'm guessing that's the reason. Then I noticed Destiny moved their event this weekend to another venue. Was it size size reasons? Or? Yeah, they're expecting uh, you know around a thousand people, give or yeah, take. Yeah, got right? pretty good talent coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so hopefully that that turns out for them. But, but yeah, same thing. You know, like um, this show here is about is about doing numbers, and sometimes it's about doing TV. Mm-hmm. So for TV, it works out. It works great. Um, you know, all the stuff's in-house. We got lights and speakers, sound systems, and whatever room to for, for producers. But uh, sometimes, you know, you got to go big, right? Right, of course. I mean, um, and we touched on this lately already, too, but there's always kind of that debate in pro wrestling on how much is wrestling, how much is entertainment. And a lot of people say it's the, the difference between NXT and, and even WWE, you know, or, or whoever's running it. So you, you touched on it a little bit because Santino Morello was very much a WWE character. Yeah. So where do you sit on the spectrum on between entertainment and pro wrestling? Um, if I you know if, if I was in charge, I think people would go straight to the ring and they keep their eyes on their opponents and um, it would be more wrestling. I mean. There's entertainment segments, but you know, mm-hmm. if, if you get a superstar in the ring and he has a heart to heart with the audience, mm-hmm. it opens up about something, and that's entertainment. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be lasers and DJs and all that kind right. of stuff. Some, sometimes, I mean, a promo is is incredible. Look at the power of the promo from Jake the Snake Roberts and Dusty Rhodes, and how they can just absolutely mesmerize. Yeah tens of thousands of people and, and that's and, and not only is it entertainment stuff you remember forever yeah I can't remember a match it's true I mean like you know a few matches I obviously. heard a, a really interesting podcast once with with Sami Zayn where that's what he was saying he goes you won't remember the moves I did in the match but you'll remember the moments yeah um, how you felt yeah and even things like Hulk Hogan I mean I if you think of Hulk Hogan you think of him firing up yeah that's that's it. Yeah. I, I don't know if he did a headlock or a tackle or, yeah, or a hip right. toss. I can't remember if he ever did an arm drag. But I remember him firing up because that's the part that gave you that emotional feeling that it made you go wild and right. stand up and go crazy. Um, and that's entertainment. That's just showing heart. You know? Well, it's true. Some people say to the the Hogan Rock was m- maybe the best match of all time, and for 20 minutes they stood and stared at each other. You know, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just called being really over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, again, it just... <laughs> um, My security system. There you go. 
He's not happy with the scoreline, maybe. Um, yeah, they say a lot of um, going talking about the Santino Morella character. Ben, I always found it really interesting when I when I met you in person because they say a lot of a lot of guys' gimmicks or their 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 on screen personality is kind of just a, an exaggerated version of themselves. Uh, and 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 almost you and Santino Morella are kind of not not really at all the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Some people say that, but sometimes it also gives you that escape to be somebody else. And, yeah. And, um, but but there are people that, like to me, Stone Cold is, is turned up Stone Cold. Right. That, that's, that's, that's the way he talks, and that's who yeah. I am. Um, but me, no, he was a character, and I had I played other characters. That's why I always kind of consider myself a little bit of an actor too. When I was Boris Alexiev, I was a very different Russian character. Then um, even you know I was Johnny Giobasco for a, in Japan and stuff. That wasn't really a character; it was just a name. But um, definitely, the contrast between Boris and Santino is mm-hmm. night and day. Right, and neither of them are like me. Right, right, and they. I mean, they've said sometimes that you know. Uh, People who get so into their gimmick, like even I heard at one point Hulk Hogan pretty much believed he was Hulk Hogan, you know? He had a hard time. He wasn't Terry. He was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's that's not good. No. Um, Did you ever have a hard time going into Santino mode or coming out of it? Or could you turn it on? I guess if I was Hulk Hogan, I'd want to stay Hulk Hogan too. That's true, yeah. Um, No. In fact, quite the opposite. I could be talking to you like this and they're saying, going live in three, two, and I can just switch it on and be Santino immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I felt like I knew the character uh, intimately and I brought him to life and I knew his backstory. So I always tell people, it's good, it's good when you have a, a theory and then you hear, you hear someone that you really respect kind of support it. So I always tell people, you have to know like the backstory of your character to the point that you can almost write a book about this right. character. And recently... Uh, um, Hornet, who's now a referee at NXT, yes. he was saying what um, I believe it was William Regal was saying when you when you have a character, you have to know what they what they did on their third birthday. Okay, T- tell me about their third birthday, and I always thought that was so cool because it gave you that visual. Uh, there's already personality types yeah. evolving, and and where did you live, and what was your environment, and and it's it's excellent. But uh, I'm a firm believer in that. I, you know, I didn't write it out but I did uh, if you watch if you listen to Jericho's podcast he always talks about the Santino character yeah but I, I did a 45 minute uh, podcast completely in character the whole time telling okay. my telling my backstory. oh and, really and, and you know it's it's a movie right yeah and my story ends at the moment I debut when, I, when I'm talking to him uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny actually I was in a hotel uh, I, they rented me an apartment in Vancouver when I did Jingle All The Way too. Right. so there's some downtime and um, yeah I just paced I was on the balcony walking in walking out 45 minutes you know Yeah. and uh, we just had a tremendous amount of fun that is a lot of fun is it, have you ever, have you heard the um, I have heard is one he, he did one with Matt Hardy where he did one completely in that broken gimmick oh my god yeah how do you feel how do you are you a fan of the broken gimmick um it's 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 incredible because like his vocabulary and his the way he speaks yeah, when he's in character is like better than how Matt speaks yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird but it's uh see that's one of those things if that if that was a sign to him he probably wouldn't be able to bring it to life the way he does mm-hmm. um but because it's his creation and he knows it so intimately, it's it, it's 
Well, it was it's kinda, funny because it's it's how do you say it? it's believable, right? But it, we obviously know it's, right. it's a character, but he does it so well. Even like Bray Wyatt, it's like, like that's those, a that's a real character, right? Know? It's like one of those movies that's that's <laughs> that's so bad it's good. It's like so fake that it's real. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can do the most fakest thing, but if you bring it to life properly, right. it's 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 real. Yeah. You know, if you you ever see that thing where they're they're charming the cobra with the with the Flutes in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I tried to bring it to life the best, <laughs> the best I could, and sometimes I watch it. And I, I believe it. Yeah. Not like uh, Jake the Snake and was it Randy Savage when the snake actually bit him? Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's funny. Jake the Snake was in the hallway. He goes, "Hey," to me. He goes, "There's the other snake guy," and I'm like, "Oh no, no." He goes, "The snake guys are here," and I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> like you're a real snake guy. I'm a yeah. fake snake guy. That's funny. Um. You you had your official last match a cu- couple months ago now with with Chavo Guerrero. Uh huh. Yeah. Describe that night to me. What were some of the emotions of that night, and and how did it feel to? Yeah, it was kind of last minute. I didn't know I was going to do it, and then I just thought, you know what? Um, you know, obviously I can't bump right. My neck's messed up, but I, I teach kids judo, and I can do break falls, and I can you know, mm-hmm. like make the kids think that they threw me so I'm doing like a rolling a rolling break right. fall kind of thing so if I can do that I, I can do that in a match at least so uh, I thought it'd be yeah you know the more I thought about it the more it made, it made sense um, to have a, a match an actual pro wrestling match in the in the Don Koloff arena which I've never done mm-hmm. um, so yeah in fact you know it kind of showed me that I can do uh, a match here and there, right? As long as we just do it like that, because I because then I went to Italy over the holidays, and I thought I was going to do an appearance, and the guy was like, "Do you have your, you know, something about your gear?" I'm like, "My gear." So I mean, <laughs> it was it was very basic, like a couple of hip tosses, and then uh, make a hot tag and come right. in, right? So it's it's minimal, but you're 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 in the ring, you're standing ringside, and you get to say hi to everybody, and then you know it's. It's fun still. So I think I'm going to do one while well, I'm doing one in September. Oh, okay. In, so you're in, in, this... in Scotland with, uh, oh, okay. you know, Grado? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be tagging together. From uh, New Japan. Yeah. Wow. So Very cool. That's going to be pretty fun too, yeah. Um, rest, I mean, wrestling's changed. I, I, I watched wrestling as a youth. And then as an adult, I kind of skipped in the middle uh-huh. in my high school, university years. Yeah, me too. Interested in other things, and um, and you watch it in a very different light. But also, I mean, from the Attitude Era to now, wrestling has changed tremendously for the better. You know, safety wise, and how they how they portray women, all kinds of things. Do you think? And I don't just mean WWE, but wrestling in general has kind of come to a kind of like a good. Uh, medium, or do you think there's still room for, you know, improvements? Do you think it's, well, it's where it needs to be now? Yeah, it's definitely in a good place right now, especially with with its its reach. You know, it's really global, mm-hmm. and um, I think they still need that one big megastar babyface to you know, like like a Rock in an Austin and a Young yeah. Cena to really sell out crowds and make them absolutely go bananas but you know it's matured as a corporation mm-hmm. um, obviously it's policies towards women and, and it, it, it's put, it, put, it, it puts back a lot of good into the world with all the make a wish stuff yeah. and all the visits and all the 
they're doing a lot and they're doing a lot of good and and I think the relationship with the WWE Universe is, is in a really healthy place right now mm -hmm. it's a good product um, wrestling wise and it just seems healthy yeah yeah and I mean it, there was always a, a bit of a negative aroma around it you know, yeah it got raunchy day, you it got know? raunchy for yeah. a bit um and then, you know, I asked WWE because they kind of always paved the way for all the other companies too. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, sometimes they were always setting the pace. Now it kind of seems like they're sometimes they're poaching from yeah, and lots of seems to be a lot of poaching these days. From well, <laughs> I mean, there always has been, but but even like in terms of the de delivering a product, it seems like their 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 ears are open to to what people want. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's more of a Triple H thing. Uh, I think it's a state of the union. I mean, okay. With regards to the you know multi-dimensional uh, distribution, you know, social media, right, and the interactiveness of programming and giving the the honor of the universe a real platform to be be heard. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more flow and information back and forth than there was in the past, right? right. Now you can tell, I mean, people are watching them and that wasn't available a long time ago just to know your, your ratings. Right. Um, who knows who's watching, you know? Right. Just broadcast it and hope, hopefully there's a lot of people. It's so interesting too between this, the same company, between the two products, they're so different, NXT and WWE. Um, and so you, it's kind of interesting to, you know, you wonder eventually... They say, you know, Triple H and Stephanie will take over. You wonder if the product will kind of adapt to what they've built in NXT. Yeah, I think I, I like even the way I, you know, the the product I put forth. It's it's dark. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's you know, the, the ring is illuminated and, and not much more. And it's 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 simple. And of course, one of the biggest expressions of wrestling is less is more. And I think mm -hmm. NXT is like that. I think having the um, they seem to be focusing on the yeah, wrestling. Smaller you know? production yeah. value focuses more on the yeah. wrestling. Totally, yeah. Did you watch WrestleMania this year? Uh, yeah, I, I did. You have yeah. to. For, yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think of it this year? Oh, it was awesome. I think WrestleMania is awesome every year. Yeah. Everybody rises to the occasion, and whether you have a four month build up or you know four week build yeah. up, it, it still feels like it's, it's always the culmination or the apex of storylines right. and. Then, then the whole you know they take over the city and they do all these appearances and I mean as a fan it's an awesome if you that's a cool experience a yeah. lot of people they say okay we got two vacations let's take one in the beginning of April and take one in the fall mm -hmm. and they incorporate Wrestlemania into a vacation and it's an awesome vacation there's so much to do with access and yeah. Hall of Fame and, and the city you're in plus the event Raw I mean it's it's a Awesome. It's an awesome week. All yeah. the different conventions now. Yeah. Uh, Comic-Con. or it's Well, kind of everyone else takes advantage of it, too. Yeah. Ring of Honor does event there at the same... Impact, yeah. Japan, Mexico, yeah. Yeah, we... Um, you can party with a lot of wrestlers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was... I was, I was funny. I was in... We have a house in Florida, and I was down there last year. In Orlando? April. Yeah. It's not outside. We're in Clearwater. Yeah. And... Um, I happened to be going down the same weekend, so I ended up going to WrestleMania last year. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. I was like, if I'm there, why wouldn't I buy a ticket? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it, yeah, you're right. It just takes over the... And it's cool. It's a cool experience. New Orleans is a perfect city. Yeah. Perfect size. <clears throat> they're used to craziness already. Right. And But they're, it's interesting to have that European mm -hmm. crowd there and all the chanting in the streets. And uh, It's funny to see people that, like, natives to New Orleans kind of looking around like, what is going on? up with yeah. these people? They're crazy. Yeah. 
Uh, did you have any favorite matches? No. I, I liked the, the the last match Brock and, and Roman, Oscar uh, and Charlotte was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, those two would probably be my favorite one for the guys, one for the girls. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, you know what? I thought it was one of the better WrestleManias in the last in recent history too. Like, Anything with the Usos is always awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like I like how they've revamped their characters. Actually, they. Um, will you be watching the? Uh, they've got this big event in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's the kind of greatest uh, world. Rumble. Yeah, pretty interesting event they've they've put together. I, I want to tune in just to see the production because I, yeah. you know, like there's an unlimited budget. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the city Jeddah looks incredible. Yeah, there's a lot of obviously controversy with the women's the revolution. Women, yeah. They're not there, and there's a lot of money. You know, let's. I guess we can develop the evolution on home turf, and right. hope, hopefully, that's that's where they're at mm-hmm. in terms of women's rights. And uh, you know, well, I mean, it was a big step. I think there was. <clears throat> I can't remember who it was, but I think they, the women did a match in Dubai earlier oh, yeah. in the year. I mean, Dubai is not quite as sensitive as they are in Saudi, but um, you know, it's it's still steps. So there's there's changes being made there. They're just you know behind yeah. it. Yeah, of course. Uh, I saw actually on your Instagram you were at the Olympics this year. Oh no, I, I went to a um, a judo grand slam event in okay. Dusseldorf, Germany. The Olympics are in, in 2020, um, and I did some judo commentary. So because because I've been doing some commentary for Destiny Wrestling, okay, and just playing around battle arts and stuff. So I kind of you know developed my commentary game a little bit. I watch it back. I critique myself. I you know approach it the same way I approach anything. Yeah, I want to be good at it. So. I did improve a little bit and then we did then I was invited and I did judo my whole life right through university mm-hmm. and everything so I combined the two and I did some some uh, judo commentary and I'm like oh this is awesome and I had, my goal is to now go to the Olympics with Neil Adams who's the okay. current voice of judo and do some commentary at the Olympics if I can do that and the IJF the International Judo Federation they've been awesome and you know they appreciate that someone that was on TV and has a right. large social media following is, is promoting the sport of judo because judo is always like an underdog martial yeah. art, you know. Yeah. There's this karate and taekwondo are ahead of us and even wrestling and boxing. And Muay now, Thai. Now it's yeah. MMA and BJJ yeah. and Muay Thai. So, yeah, we're always fighting for recognition. So right. they'll take any help they can get. And I'm totally glad to be able to give it. What's, uh, what's it like being on the coaching side rather than the, the learning side? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, you can provide a facility and, and teach technique and, and tell them what to do, but there's going to be kids that are hungry and kids that aren't, and, and it's, you know, I try and have inspirational speeches to make them hungry, and, you know, it's a little blip sometimes, but then there's kids that are just super determined, and I don't know how to, it's either one or the other, but right. there, should, there should be a, a bell curve, like some kids I can influence, you know, right. uh, a section of the population that I can influence, but that's, it's challenging. It's a, it's a real mental game, mm-hmm. you know, making a fighter confident and believing themselves is, is harder than teaching them how to do a throw or a submission. Uh, I find, so I'm still learning and evolving. I've been coaching a couple of years now. I love it. Like the personal triumphs and, and, you know, the, the, the emotional side of it is it's it's awesome just to see kids that maybe they lost to one guy and, and they're new on the, on the tournament scene they lose to another guy or the same guy and then they tie the guy and then they beat the guy and that's a clear indication to themselves of I can improve right. I, can, I can overcome and and then they take that skill and on for the rest of their life and that's what I want from them I want them to get from it so 
it's it's coaching's fun. It's stressful, more stressful than fighting because you you can't. Once they go on the mat, it's you know you can't do anything. You can't but do you anything. Gotta just sit and watch. Yeah, there's no remotes. Yeah. All right, last last question to wrap things up, and it's just a fun one. Um, who are some of your favorite favorite guys to work with? Is there anybody that you wanted to work with that you never got a chance to? I think because um, just because Randy Orton was my friend, I would like to have a one on one match with Randy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'd say that'd be it. And I want to, I, you know, I want to with Cena too, I guess. Yeah. But um, I loved working tag matches with you know me and Kozlov. Mm-hmm. We wrestled the Usos and Primo and Epico and you know Jinder and Heath or, or um, David Otunga and Justin Gabriel. Tag matches were always fun. Just more guys in the party right. and you're having a good time and uh, I wrestled Fandango a lot and, and Drew McIntyre. We had, we had some good matches. We wrestled with a whole tour one time. There were so many guys because. Everyone is professional wrestling for a living, so everyone's in a pretty good mood and a pretty right. good place, and you know, it's just it's a, it's a fun gig. So, do you miss the life of? No, no, because you are on the road. On the road, yeah. like like for me to sit four hours on a flight, then three hours in a car. I don't think my back my back can can handle it anymore. Um, or just my body in general. That, that's the hardest part, honestly, is sitting for mm-hmm. so long and then having to get up and perform. Yeah. Just, you know, you have to be meticulous. So, yeah. So that's the hard part is is um, going from from being stagnant for so long to getting up and being very dynamic. Um, you have to be meticulous with your warm-ups. And when do you, yeah, I was going to say, when, when do you work out? Because obviously you're, you know. There's, there's time on the road. You got you to get at it, though, you know. Yeah. Like, for example, I was telling somebody, you know, you fly on Friday, you might have, let's say, you're flying at, like, 1 p.m., and you got to be at the building at, let's say, 5. Right. So you got four hours. You can eat. You can work out. You can do both if you're quick enough, mm-hmm. right? And where are you working out? Like, it's a hotel gym? or No, local gym. Just local Google. Gyms. Yeah, these days, okay. just punching and whatever. If you remember. And they just let you, like, most places are cool. You just drop no, it if in. You, no, if you're a member at LA Fitness, it's, you can go to any, right, any, okay. any location, right. stuff like that. So that's easy. And there's, like, LA Fitness is everywhere. Right. Otherwise, yeah, you call someone and say, hey, WWE, we're in town. Most guys would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, to come let you know. We, we have, like, a traditional, um, relation, a traditional relationship with uh, Gold's Gym. Okay. To be able to kind of work out at Gold's yeah. Gyms all over the place. But I think it's LA Fitness now. But... And then, yeah, so then you do the show, drive to the next town. And even if it's a long drive, you get in at like 4 a.m. Yeah. You got to be at the building the next day at 5 p.m. Yeah. So you can sleep in until noon. Now you got five hours. Yeah. It's an eight-hour sleep. If you stay in a nice hotel, it should be a decent bed. So it's not too bad. It kind of gets a little more crazy when it, the week wraps up. For those up European tours, too. Or. Those are, yeah, you just got to take sleep when you can get it because sometimes you are traveling, you're getting in at 4 a.m. and... You know, sometimes you're getting in at 8 a.m. and it's it's just yeah. It's not all glitz and glamour. <laughs> yeah, and you get good at it. You get good at you become very um, what's the word like you know habitual and, and right. with a routine. You pack your bag the same way. And you do this the same way, and you get up. You have your toiletries and your you become good at it basically, right? right? You know, good at traveling and uh, carrying your stuff from town to town to town. That's why when you come home, you drop your bags. You're like ah. Two days, like no bags. Yeah, because you're carrying your bags all the time. No airports and no, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I really enjoy staying home a lot now. 
Right. Well, it's uh, it's been great having you on the show. Oh, thank you. Um, My pleasure. Is any 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 shows coming up that the the listeners should know that this might not be up for a couple of weeks, but any anything big? Yeah. Well, we're starting something called Behind the Lights. It's on the Twitch platform. Uh, May second is our inaugural episode, so next week. Okay. And uh, we talk everything from MMA to pro wrestling, but all types of pro wrestling, um, and then just stuff, you know, just it's just stuff that's going on, and we'll go off on tangents. But that's uh, it's me and George Iceman, and uh, it's in conjunction with like the Fight Network and stuff. So I've never done a, I've never had a podcast, so uh, it should be interesting to see how, how and where it goes. Great. <clears throat> well, thank you again, Anthony. And, My pleasure, uh, Ben. Thank yeah. you. Adamantium.